Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Health Conversations. Good evening, Dr. Tamara Stevens. Good evening. Thank you for bringing me to your show. You are the founder of Ketogevity South Africa. Please tell us about uh, your organization. So I, I run a company called Ketogevity SA. And, and the reason we chose Ketogevity is because it brings, if you choose keto as your lifestyle, it brings longevity through the science of ketosis. And, and that's what we're all about. Okay, so, so, we, so now I'm even more confused. What is ketosis? <laughs> okay, exactly. So not many people know what ketosis is. It's very new in South Africa, but it's very, very big overseas in the USA and the UK. So what it is, it's about taking your body and uh, not starving it, but taking away the glucose, which is the sugar and the processed carbohydrates that we've all been like you, we've all been indulging in for many, many years. And when you take that away from your body, your body shifts to an alternative source of metabolism. And that source is looking for, for an, alternative, an alternative fuel. And that fuel is ketones. And that ketones comes from fat, which they mobilize either from your diet or actually from your body fat. And when they mobilize those ketones from your body fat, that's when all, all the good things happen. Uh, weight loss and all, and all the benefits related to ketosis. All right. So, what is the difference between banting and keto? Okay. So, banting is wonderful. And, and I followed some notes and he's done an amazing thing for South Africa here. The, the difference is, though, um, keto is a much stricter form of, of carbohydrate restriction. So, you're going to drop your, your carbohydrate to a very, very low stage and you're going to increase your fat to the stage that you're producing ketones. So the big difference is um, in banting, I don't think you're ever going to produce ketones. Um, and ketones is an alternative fuel. Um, it's an alternative source of metabolism that your brain and your body and your lungs and your heart can function on that actually optimizes everything uh, in your body. And, and, and it has a healing, healing form and a healing, um, it has healing benefits. And, and that's the difference. So banting, you're going to drop your carbs, but not necessarily to a low enough stage that you're going to produce ketones. Hey, teamers, we are talking to Dr. Tamara Stevens, who's the founder of uh, Ketogevity South Africa, and we're speaking keto lifestyle or diet. I think I'd prefer to say lifestyle because it's something that alters um, your health for your benefit, and I'm excited to know about this particular uh, way of living. If you have ever done the keto um, uh, lifestyle or keto diet, or you've just recently changed, please call in. Let us know if this has really given you a positive impact on your weight and on on your general outlook of life and on your health, more importantly. Call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. Now, uh, Dr. Stevens, in in terms of the health benefit, I'm sure with us being, um, you know, in the third wave of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, if a person's on keto, their immune systems, from what you have told me, are probably more geared to fighting um, than those who are not. Yes. So, so what we know, what we know about studies. So, the the biggest problem in in our metabolic health is insulin. So, so the problem with carbohydrates and sugar-driven metabolism is is that it's driven by insulin. So, the more you spike your insulin throughout the day 
the more inflammation you have in your body, and that's what contributes to diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and, and, and hypertension, and cholesterol problems. So the thing with ketosis is because you're suppressing your glucose or your insulin response, you, you're going to have less risk of developing those complications, or you're actually going to cure or, or treat those complications. So that's the benefit of ketosis, is that um, eventually the body is going to shift to an alternative form of metabolism, which in essence is a, a superior form of metabolism, and it's going to cure all those, what I call, I call them medical problems, which are environmental. So we, we have, unfortunately, as a society, we have eaten bad, and we've embraced a, a, a not-so-good lifestyle, which, which incorporates a lot of sugar. And, and by, by dismissing that from your lifestyle, ketones will eventually replace that and it will heal your body in a pro-inflammatory state. So give me um, an example of the things to eat and not to eat in uh, keto. And is it almost like banting where there's a green list, a red list, and I don't know what other color list? <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's very similar to banting. The only difference is that you definitely promoting more fat. But when people think of fat, they're like, they think of animal fats and they think of the fats on a, uh, on a piece of steak or a piece of meat. The difference is we are advocating high-fat diets through saturated plant fats, such as um, avocado oil, uh, coconut oil, uh, macadamia oil. So all those good saturated plant fats which will contribute to a good healthy lifestyle. Um, the difference with banting is there is fats involved, but the protein is much higher. So the problem with a higher protein diet is there is a process in your body called gluconeogenesis, which converts protein to carbohydrates. So the thing is, if you overindulge on, on the proteins, which is the, the big steak or the big piece of meat, is eventually you're going to convert that to carbohydrates and you will never, ever produce ketones. And in essence, what we want to do in ketosis and where the studies come in is the ketones is what, in essence, is it, it cures, you know, it heals, it reduces inflammation, it helps epilepsy, it reduces Alzheimer's risk, um, ADHD. So there's huge amounts of benefits when you actually have a ketone body as the source of your fuel rather than glucose. All right. And uh, a typical day for a person who's on uh, keto, what does it look like in terms of uh, what you are eating? Okay. So in the morning you would wake up and you'd have something called a keto coffee bomb, which is, uh, you know, coffee, which everyone loves. And you would add a bit of... Um, cream or you would add almond milk and you would add butter, which is like a, the crazy thought, but you would add butter and you would add chia seeds and you would add, add something called MCT oil. So MCT oil is a medium chain triglyceride, which is a, um, it's a coconut derivative and that produces ketones in the blood. Then at lunch, you'd probably have a bit of uh, eggs and avocado or bacon, you know, and spinach. Or you'd have an alternative meat such as um, fish or, or, or chicken. But you must always remember to add a vegetable to that. And the vegetable has to be a green vegetable, which is the healthy non-carbohydrate-driven uh, vegetable. And that doesn't contribute to, to your carbohydrate content. Hmm. All right. No snacks in between? Uh, what, no snacks? No, definitely no snacks in between. And I'll tell you why. So the thing with ketosis, well, or the thing with about human... Um, Human metabolism and the reason that we all have diabetes or at risk of diabetes, hypertension, cholesterol, is we spike too much insulin throughout the day because we're snacking and we're eating carbohydrates and we're eating sugar. So what ketosis does, it, because you're eating fat, it keeps you fuller for longer 
So when you eat a meal, you're only spiking insulin about twice, two, three times a day maximum, compared to the average South African who's spiking insulin maybe two, three, uh, sorry, three, four times a day because of all the carbohydrates and the sugar that they eat. And by spiking less insulin and not snacking, you feel fuller for longer, you heal your insulin, you reduce whole body inflammation, and you contribute to healing. All right, let me go to our A-teamers on the line. I've got Beverly. Good evening, Beverly. Good evening um, um, to, you, to your guest. I'd like to, say, to ask you, do you know of Dr. Eric Burke in America, who's got the health clinics in America and Switzerland, who is very into intermittent fasting and keto, because there are a lot of these um, videos on ketosis and keto, keto diet, and especially the intermittent fasting, as she's just mentioned now, that he maintains we as humans have learned to eat too much, because we, you know, when the child is naughty or you're bored or whatever, you, you grab a bite of food to eat instead of only eating when you are hungry. Because when the body tell, when the body is really hungry, it will tell you. So you only need to eat one to two meals per day at maximum where uh, you will consume the stuff and stop building up so much insulin um, that you become insulin resistant. Because yeah. we were all taught you've got to have three to five to seven meals a day, which is totally unnecessary. Because people, what it, the ancient people do, they hunted, they, they ate what they needed, and then they, they went, you know, they digested it, and then they only ate when they became hungry again. So it makes sense. So I've yeah. been following Dr. Eric Burke's lifestyle for the past three years and at 63 I've got no blood pressure, no cholesterol, no sugar uh, diabetic problems and I still climb 108 steps to my flat every day, five times a day. Wow, Beverly, you're very healthy. Uh, Thank you for calling in, Beverly. Let's allow Dr. Stevens to uh, weigh in on uh, your comment and uh, uh, the information you've given us. Dr. Stevens. Okay, so Dr. Berg is, is world-renowned. He's amazing, and I follow him too, and he's probably one of the top keto, I call them gurus. He's, he's probably one of the top keto gurus that people should follow around the world. The thing with intermittent fasting is everyone should eventually fast. The thing with, the thing with fasting is you cannot stress the body and force it to fast. The minute you stress the body and say, I need to fast, you secrete noradrenaline from your adrenal glands, which secretes cortisol, and it's got a negative effect on the body. The difference is when you're in ketosis or a low-carbohydrate diet, what happens is you feel fuller for longer, and so you're easily able to space your meals out without strain. So, so if you listen to Dr. Berg's videos, what happens is he says that once you're in ketosis and you're able to space those uh, meals out very, very well, you will automatically go into a state of fasting. Forced fasting is not advocated, and I don't, I don't agree in forced fasting, but I do agree. Once you're in low-carb keto, your body's going to feel fuller for longer, and automatically you're going to be able to space your meals out into a 16-4 or a 24 meal plan, which is, which is absolutely perfect. Um, but you don't have to do it to get the benefits of ketosis. You know, a, a lot of my clients that I work with, they, they are able to, you know, um, not necessarily fast, but they can eat three meals a day and still have the weight loss benefits and the glucose benefits and the, 
uh, lipid metabolism benefits without necessarily fasting. But fasting, I can tell you, definitely will take keto to a whole different level. I just feel um, that if you are doing a carbohydrate-driven diet and you try and force your body into, into an intermittent fasting, you're going to put strain on your adrenal glands and, and, and it's going to have a negative effect. And so Dr. Berg talks a lot about rather doing ketosis first and allowing your body automatically to fast because it feels fuller from the fat and from the protein and from the good nutrition you're feeding it. Dr. Stevens, it seems there's been so many different uh, lifestyles advocated by the medical fraternity. I mean, from, uh, you know, eating five times a day, small meals, uh, to uh, not eating anything with fat altogether, cutting out dairy and intermittent fasting. Are these changes to our benefit? Because I, I, sometimes then I see people who are eating um, on, only on uh, vegan raw diets. And, and then there's others who still eat whatever they'd like to eat, like in keto, and they enjoy their meals, but it's, it's, it's all together different. So yes. does modern medicine really know what is good for us? <laughs> or so, are we just going to go with what our gut feel and our research tells us? Yeah, so, so I can tell you anything I do. I mean, my, my background is emergency medicine. So anything I do is backed by science. So if there is not a research article to support its use, I'm not going to implement it. And, and, and over the last couple of years, the, the research backing ketosis and benefits in terms of weight loss, reduction in BMI, reduction in whole body inflammation, um, imp- improvement if not treatment for, um, for type 2 diabetes, um, polycystic ovarian disease, Alzheimer's. So the, the research is out there and the studies are huge. Um, I, think, I think we've been skewed over the last 50 years um, about what is healthy and what's not healthy. And, and it's taken many, many years, like overseas, for the domestic society to realize that actually, you know, carbohydrates aren't necessarily the way that a, a diabetic can be healed. Um, you know, and, and diets will come and, come and go. And, and my whole theory behind it is as long as you find a diet that is research-based, and is sustainable, and that you can see the benefits with it, then you must, you you know, you, then you can adopt it. My definite um, opinion is uh, calorie restricted diets are definitely out, and carbohydrate-driven diets are definitely out. So you know, at the moment we we, we are driven um, thanks to Tim Noakes and a whole lot of other research about low carbohydrate, high fat diets that actually are changing the world and changing the way we treat modern medicine. So I've, I've, I mean, I've been doing emergency medicine for over 15 years, and I can tell you now, the diabetics and and the thyroid patients and the cardiovascular patients I treat are definitely being cured at a cellular level or a diet level uh, because the way we're restructuring the, what, what they eat. Um, it's definitely it's definitely a step in the right direction. In South Africa, it's very new, and we we you know we are on the cusp of where we could be internationally. Um, but the more we educate the community, the more they will understand the benefits of a keto lifestyle. Let's go to another ATM on the line. Jay, good evening. Good evening, uh, Patricia. Wonderful topic. Uh, absolutely necessary. And good evening to our guests. Yes, uh, there are a few questions about certain foods. Um, you mentioned about uh, upping the protein in our diet. Now, I don't eat red meat uh, for various reasons, not because of religious purpose. I just couldn't, um, my 
digestive system couldn't take it. And then I noticed I couldn't have very oily food, plus margarines and, and stuff like that. And even having um, long-life milk and stuff. Yeah, I cut down on my sugar uh, due to uh, the chronic condition the doctors uh, diagnosed. It was rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, through radio programs like ours, and being produced, I learned that sugar is very, very bad. And I used to take three and a half to four teaspoons, but now I don't have sugar at all, no milk. And uh, what I'm really concerned about, my weight was about 56, 57. Now I am about 46, 45, dropped down to 44. But my mess, I'm, I'm wanting to put on, you know, some plump in my face, my body, I want that to come back. I've like shrunk. So I want to know another uh, product, uh, especially the Indians use, is called the butter ghee. How good is that? And uh, the salted and normal choice butters and unsalted butters and all these things. It, it, will that help me in putting on you know, getting that protein built up in my diet. And I'm eating a lot of almonds, a lot of fresh coconuts, and uh, dates. Yeah, those are the things. I, I keep away from white bread, flour, and having a brown bread. All right, Jay. Yeah. Thank you for the question. And let's uh, allow Dr. Stevens to respond. Dr. Stevens? Okay. Okay, so, so ghee is like a clarified butter and it's probably one of the best sources of saturated fats that we can get if you're following a low-carb or a ketogenic lifestyle. Um, so so if, if you are losing muscle mass or, or if you've lost, um, your, your, I think you're talking about what your face looks like and your body looks like. So the, the thing is, though, you have to make sure you're having enough protein. And the average person, depending on how much exercise they do, should have about 0.8 to 1.5 grams of po- protein per kilogram of body weight. And, I mean, a lot of people are, go onto a low-calorie restricted diet and then they tend to lose muscle mass because they don't have enough protein. What we need to understand when you're on a ketogenic diet is that the ghee and the coconut oil and all those, those are fats. So those are macronutrient fuels that is going to allow your body to function. But protein, in essence, is what what makes up your amino acid background, and and that's going to generate muscle mass, and it's going to generate all the other things that need to function around your body. So if you've been on a diet where you've noticed, yes, you've lost weight, but you've also lost muscle mass, two things have happened. You you have not had enough calories, and you've definitely not had enough uh, protein. So the difference with a ketogenic uh, diet or lifestyle, I would rather say lifestyle, is that we optimize the amount of protein that you're eating and then we boost your fat. And we boost your fat in, in a good way so, so, that, so that your body is functioning on these fats and are producing ketones. So if you want to, you know, you've lost a lot of weight but, you, but you're worried about your, your face and your definition, I can tell you now that chances are your calories were too low and you didn't have enough protein in your diet more than anything else. Let me go to KGM on the line. Hey, my KGM, good evening. Uh, good evening, Patricia. Good evening to your guests and, and to my fellow listeners. 
Pat, let, let me let me swim against the current and and ask this: as as an indigenous bushman, Khoisan, as as it were, we have observed over a period of time uh, our diet is is completely different to what your guest is is presenting. Um, even if you you take the so-called staple food, I happen to to be expo- exposed to to both worlds. When I go home, uh, my my system has to adjust to to my my staple uh, food or the way we eat. When I come back into the so-called civilization, the same has to take place. Now, what is your the comment of of your guest? Not only in in consideration of us as the koi but of the indigenous people who still practices uh, their their nomadic lifestyles and eat um, the same way that it, it has been done from time in memoria taking into consideration that your guest is talking about what what one can term revolution of of foods as it were if i can get a comment on that i'll appreciate it patricia Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much, KGM. Uh, Dr. Stevens. Okay, I'm trying to understand the question. So so the only um, reference I have is there is a um, there is a documentary at the moment which is available online and through Netflix, and it's called The Magic Pill. So what happened is they went into um, the world of the Aborigines. So if you look back about 50 to 60 years ago, the Aborigines were probably one of the strongest, most muscular and self-sufficient, um, you know, a tribe compared to the rest of the world. And what happened is modern modern society introduced grain and they introduced um, flour and they introduced um, all those products which actually have now contributed to their detriment. And um, th- this this documentary actually focuses exactly that, where, where the Aborigine goes into the into their into their homeland and then comes back into into modern society and it's modern society and the introduction of grains wheat rice flour sugar that actually is is causing a huge huge problem in in their society so so culturally the if you look back into time the koi and and the sand and and the people that we look we look into they actually had the best type of lifestyle. They lived off fat and they lived off meat. They didn't live off grain and they didn't live off sugar and they definitely didn't live off carbohydrates. And these people could hunt for four or five days at a time without needing any substance because why? They were driven by ketones, which is the alternative form of metabolism if you are living on protein and you're living on fat. And, and the problem we have now in society is everything that we take off the shelf is literally covered in sugar and carbohydrates. So, so yeah, my take on that is that uh, regardless of the culture, or even if you take culture into consideration, um, I think Western, Western societies actually scarred, um, they've scarred that culture and, and they've actually, it's, it's to their detriment compared to what they were before. Dr. Stevens, how do we get in touch with you at Ketogevity South Africa? Okay, so you, you're welcome to um, contact me or, or my husband. We, we run our company and, and we are we literally helping, you know, everyone around South Africa and internationally get into ketosis or just educating people about the important, importance about nutrition and, and, you know, low carbohydrate lifestyle. So you can contact us on, on cell phone number 073 129 
0800-227-7627. Or you can look at our website, which is www.ketogebitysa.co.za. Excellent. Thank you so very much. And uh, to better health. Definitely. And it's not about health. It's called metabolic health. So metabolically, we need all to be driven to, you know, to a different, different level of metabolism. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Stephen. Much appreciated. Wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much.